Hi there. Welcome to the first episode of Best Exceptional Video Playlist. My name is Beth Lee Sigorski, and each week I'll be taking you on a journey into the hottest, maybe not always hottest, but definitely most riveting, compelling TV content that's out there for streaming. This week's episode, I'll look to take you on a journey into Mythic Quest, Season 2, and Master of None, Season 3. Have these shows effectively jumped the shark? And is my boredom with these shows justified? Listen on to find out. Mythic Quest on Apple TV had a good first run. Season 1 and their COVID-19 special, which aired last year, were stellar. After all, the program's creators, Rob McElhenney and Charlie Day, are the funny people behind It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia on FX, a show whose signature mature subversive style of humor, while cringy at times, also enriched our lives with an abundance of laughter and brought back into our lives Danny DeVito. Urging us to show up week after week, wondering what heinous antics this band of frenemies would unleash upon each other and how the gang could possibly up the ante to surpass their prior week's hijinks. But that was It's Always Sunny, and this is Mythic Quest. When the latter came around, my husband and I were looking for some hearty laughs, but not network sitcom level laughs. We're too highbrow for that. Translation, we love ourselves some dark comedy, and usually the sitcom level humor just doesn't cut it. So that's how we came upon Mythic Quest on Apple TV. Rob McElhenney as Ian, I-A-N, the megalomaniac head of creative of an uber-popular video game, is that healthy balance of egotism with just enough sprinkling of humanity that you secretly root for his redemption and believe that he won't always be this shallow. But unfortunately, you know, you know better. When he's not sparring with the chief engineer, Poppy, played by brilliant Charlotte McDowell, who never gets the same esteem that Ian does, even though she brings more raw, reputable, and unharnessed talent to the table, Ian is finding ways to escape work. Poppy, the opposite. She has a good work ethic. She's a lot like Ian in other ways, in that she's passionate about her work, and she's also completely self-involved. While Ian is overly confident, Poppy is completely unaware of her agency and how to own it, which renders her representation as almost infantilized in some ways. The show flaunts an impressive cast where each of the characters holds their own. Of note, Dave Hornsby, who was also phenomenal as a loathsome swindler in Good Girls, plays Dave Brittlesby, who in theory runs the place. He's the executive producer of Mythic Quest, but he's ineffectual in his position because he's so paralyzed by his own lack of confidence, especially when faced with Ian's bravado. Still, Dave is likable and a good foil for both Ian and Poppy. In summary, watch season one and the COVID-19 special. But don't bother with season two. The first episode of season two barely held my interest and had me wondering, why bother? This show did so much with its plot and narrative progression in its freshman run, it's likely not going to do much better than that. What laughs are left? The show does some of its best work when it focuses on Ian's relationship with Poppy. He's kind of like her mentor. And I have to say, on the first episode of season two, that was less of a direct focus. The other factor in all of this, which my husband swears by, is the waiting element. 
True what Tom Petty crooned, the waiting is the hardest part. You wait too long between seasons and long enough for the next season that you fall out of love with the show, and often in the interim, you fall in love with other shows. Maybe I'm just a tad guilty of that myself with this show. Now on to Master of None, Season 3. Season 3 of Master of None was not played up a whole heck of a lot. In fact, I think there was only a week of obligatory ceremonial Netflix pomp ahead of the premiere of Season 3, which felt off the mark to me when I considered how much of a popular, beloved show this once was. Well, four years ago, to be exact. That was before the Me Too allegation happened, where the show's star, Aziz Ansari, was accused of sexual misconduct, and he went into hiding for, well, three years to reflect on his actions and take a step back. He extends that step back in season three. He's barely seen at all. If season three of Master of None is slow, unable to find its footing, dark and dreary in places, season one of Master of None was funny, smart, and touching. Season one dealt with a certain period of time in a young adult's life where you're figuring out your path. It's messy and sometimes traumatic, and most of your friends are figuring out their past too, and no one's really paired up yet, at least not stably. So they are your family. Your friends are your family. Ironically, that was a line that Friends series creator David Crane commented on in the Friends reunion, now available on HBO Max for streaming. What made the show appealing was the glue of Friends being there for one another. In the case of the show Friends, the theme song repeats, I'll be there for you. Sorry if I just got that stuck in your head. There's nothing more intoxicating for young folks, and older ones, I'll admit it, than the idea of truly being seen and accepted and having your friends be your home base. Like, literally. Master of None Season 2 was a jaunt to Italy, and some weird arthouse film expression that I can only assume was Ansari's desire to pay homage to French New Wave greats like Godard and Italian neorealism cinema. I indulged it because it was Ansari's character, Dev, embracing the shell of a dream he'd had, going to Italy, which he had romanticized, and where he could focus on perfecting the art of pasta making? Yeah, that's a thing. In the end, it didn't work out, but such is the way of dreams oftentimes, the reality versus the buildup in our heads, that clash playing out over the course of many episodes. That also felt authentic. It wasn't a great sophomore run, but it was okay. And look, in season three, Master of None does its signature not shying away from the uncomfortable, broaching that next phase of adulting. This time we fast forward four years and reality isn't idyllic. Denise is dealing with fractures in her marriage and navigating those. Do you stick around? Do you bail? Either way, this season doesn't play for laughs as we watch the demise of Denise's marriage to her wife, Alicia. We see the end of Denise's marriage coming from the first episode on. At a dinner party where Dev and his partner Reshmi come over to Denise and Alicia's house. At first, it's all pokey laughs. But slowly we see play out in the mean spars between Dev and Reshmi that Dev's relationship is broken. He and Reshmi are embittered and resent each other. And Alicia worries it's contagious and questions the state of her own marriage to Denise and its fragility. As the fighting reaches a fever pitch, Alicia and Reshmi go off to one corner of the house, while Denise and Dev go outside and have a heart-to-heart. This is perhaps the best moment in the entire episode, and harkens back to first season in its ease, 
the conversation between Denise and Dev is fluid and honest. Denise, now a successful, upwardly mobile author living in a beautiful, rustic country home in upstate New York with her beautiful wife, asked Dev, who's not making it as an actor and living at home with his parents in Queens, why he never told her he had moved back home. Dev comments that they never talk to each other anymore, and while Denise attests that she'll always pick up the phone for him, we get the impression that Dev doesn't feel like he can call her anymore. And similarly, if Denise really wanted to, couldn't she call Dev and find out how he's doing? Such is the reality of the unraveling of intense early adult friendships and friends you think will always be there for you because, well, you can't imagine ever being without them. The dissolution of those relationships doesn't end with a bang, but with a whimper, which can be even more heartbreaking. If Master of None Season 3 gets anything right, it's that acknowledgement. This show was really a love story, and not in the romantic sense, but in the friend sense. The navigating of romantic entanglements was often driving the plot, but at its core, home was always the place with friends, doing things together, because only they got you. And now for a little bit of TV trivia. When Happy Days returned for a fifth season and its cast moved to L.A., Henry Winkler's iconic character, Fonzie, literally straps on a pair of jet skis and jumps a shark. From this was born the phrase, jumps the shark, which refers to when a show has peaked out and it's now on the decline. Well, that's all I have for you in this week's episode of Best Exceptional Video Playlist. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. And if you liked this podcast, be sure to check out all my reviews on bethlisagorski.substack.com.